Hey, Burn After Pitching fans. This is your host, Michael Tanner. We're bringing you a very special bonus here for the month of April. We have uh, two guests who couldn't make our Versus episode, so we recorded separately with them. We've got the great Bobby Trippett from the Grind Bin Podcast, and we have talented actor, voice actor, Jake Anunza. I get the name wrong every time. I'm working on it, though. You'll hear that in the segment with him. So we hope you enjoy the special bonus. Okay, well, Bobby Trippett, thank Sir. you for being on. Uh, Bobby Trippett, go ahead and introduce yourself because it has been a while since you've been on the show, thanks to COVID. Oh, man, it has been a minute. I mean, it's been so long. Last time I was on the show, we did it in person. Uh, in person, I can't even imagine doing the show in person anymore. But no, I no, we're never doing it again. I can't imagine. Like, it just does not sound pleasing at all. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Bobby Trippett, and I'm from The Grind Bin, which if you know Michael Tanner, you probably know about The Grind Bin. He's been on our show a million times. It's true. It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, because it has been a minute since I've been on The Grind Bin. I was just listening, and I was like, wait a second. I feel like I'm being outpaced by other guests now, and I'm a little bitter <laughs> about it, but I'll talk to Mike. Host you should talk to Mike. We need you back, dude. We do. And uh, I was just thinking about that earlier today. I'm like, damn, it's been a really long time since I've heard Tanner's dulcet tones. Right? I think it was, was it, was it Ninja 3? It might have been Ninja 3. I believe so. Through. And that was uh, when I was 17. But, uh, I'm very excited to return, especially with the, uh, with the theme for this. Yeah, we've got a great theme. Um, I don't know where I'm plugging this in so i'm going to give a brief rundown for in case this is a separate thing with kong versus godzilla or godzilla versus kong i can't remember which is the official title you like it that's just it the theaters uh a few weeks ago by the time this episode comes out and so we are doing a special two like two pitch episode here we've got bobby's gonna be pitching us a new versus movie in the vein of kong versus godzilla freddy versus jason x versus sever uh or <laughs> I've got all. I've got Kramer so versus stuff. Kramer. I mean, a Kramer versus Kramer. I've got a bunch of phone messages and uh, pop-ups, uh, just making so many cool uh, noises here in the background. I really should have. Oh, I didn't. I everything. didn't realize you'd switched formats to a, a drive-time radio presentation. I know. I've got. I've got honking horns. Welcome to the Zoo Crew. All right, <laughs> noisemakers. So. It's Michael Tanner in the morning. Woo woo. Um, Anthem Dan. Okay. Wayne's World 2 reference. I just watched that recently. It still holds up. Anyway, Bobby's gonna be trip uh, Bobby is gonna be tripping us. Bobby Trippett is going to be pitching us a new versus movie and a new kaiju giant monster movie. So Bobby, uh Sir. guess choice. Which would you like to do first? Versus or giant? Oh geez. Well, I mean, the first thing you told me about was the versus, so I suppose we should start with that. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Okay, I gave this a little bit of thought, and uh, I wanted to go with a uh, one of those classic universal gothic horror vibes. You know, go back to the way it started with these versus movies, oh, and yeah. uh, and uh, we start with a, a grizzled sea captain who's been traveling the world collecting rare creatures and artifacts, just things you can't find. And uh, he's been doing this for years. You know, he's been to uh, Brazil where he found the smacking frogs. He's been to uh, Siberia hunting the frost tigers. And, uh, the hypersensory birds of the Costa Rican rainforests. But, uh, in this particular day, 
He's out there. He's uh he's gone in search of the uh Cotevar cuckoo. And uh but instead what he's stumbled upon in search of this uh you know Ivory Coast bird is a mysterious coffin hidden deep in the cocoa fields. He takes it with him. And uh he, he finds he can't open it, but he knows somebody who might be able to, a person that sent him on on a mission to begin with. Uh he knows a scientist that lives in a castle behind a horticultural research institute in Shandong, China. I have a feeling, Michael Tanner, that you already know where I'm going with this. I, I think I have an inkling. I think I have a, a taste for it. And see, he was heading there uh, with a hall of exotic rare berries thought to have restorative properties. The doctor needs it for a top secret experiment. Now, my understanding about these berries is if you don't prepare them properly, they might cut the roof of your mouth. That's just a theory, though. And, uh, and so he brings the coffin to this doctor. And uh, he sets it down in the lab near a slab where the doctor has hooked up a grand machine and a bubbling milky substance in a large vat next to something on the slab. And uh, the doctor is carefully preparing these berries as he's inspecting the coffin. He knows the amounts of the berries need to be absolutely perfect uh, for this experiment to go correctly. But the uh, Here's a problem, though, Tanner. The presence of this coffin, it kind of changes the energy in this castle. Something's off. Something's wrong. It seems we've angered a dormant ghost. <laughs> and uh this ghost starts trashing the lab things are flying all around just chaos and uh this paranormal activity going on things are floating things are smashing the table with all these these very rare berries on it smashes right next to the vat and oops all berries all of them <laughs> they all go right in the vat and uh, this uh, this spooky milk that was in this vat begins to swirl with the color from these berries. And the, the now pink substance starts traveling quickly up the tubes into whatever this hulking figure is on the slab. And the hulking figure starts to stir. And uh, But this ghost keeps raging. This uh, The pink substance from this vat splashes a little bit onto the coffin. Now the coffin is shaking. The coffin's moving. And, it, you know, and, and the coffin that previously would not unlatch starts to unlatch itself. It shakes. It flings open. Simultaneously, the figure on the slab sits up while the creature inside the coffin sits up. They both open their eyes. The first thing they see is each other. That's where our movie begins. Our story begins. We get Chocula versus Frankenberry. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. And, and of course, as the story progresses, we'll meet the brides of Chocula, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I would love this movie personally. You know, I, I'd like to sit down on a Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal and watch this. Uh, would, would we also meet a, um, a kind of a werewolfy guy who uh, is a little bit of a brute? No, I heard. He get his... Uh... He doesn't get his fruit. I mean, we. I mean, this is where we. Uh, you know, the the leading exporter of strawberries is that very area. So it's it's understandable that you may hear a howl periodically in the evening. Now, are you imagining this as live action, animated, or stop motion? Because I'm a fan of all three, and I think all three could work. I want to see your artistic vision. Honestly, I think we can incorporate them all into one project. I think we can make it work. You know, I feel like, you know, uh, the, the ghost, the, the booberry should be animated. Uh, I feel like maybe the, uh, the Frankenberry should be stop motion and everything else is live action. Nice. All right. Do you have any, I think we have the technology. I think we, I think we'd pull it off. Definitely with some like, uh, layering, some, uh, forced perspective, like Peter. Oh, Peter Jackson could direct it. Just, I don't know. If he, I don't know if you had anyone in mind. I feel like he'd have a great time doing this. 
Uh, you know, I haven't really given much thought to casting. Could you think of anybody who might work for this? Um, I kind of want, okay. For, for Boo Berry, who is my favorite, the ghost, our ghost friend. Because he's got that boater hat and like, he, he's always struck me as like a Catskills comedian ghost. Um, Certainly. And, and as we, uh, you know, that generation is, is sadly leaving us. But one person we still have is Mr. Mel Brooks. Oh my god. I could go Mel with Brooks Mr. Mel Brooks Boo as Booberry. I like that. That's a great idea. Now, well, you uh, know, Frankenberry? Because hmm. Frankenberry's live action, right? Or no, is he he's stop motion? Frankenberry is a stop motion, so I don't I don't okay. think we need necessarily an actor. I think uh but I think what really this all is gonna hinge on is our Van Helsing, our our grizzled sea captain Horatio yeah. Crunch. Who who can play that? Oh man, you know um, he's got to look like he's been through it a few times, you know. And, and what and what is the like defining physical feature of Captain Crunch? Is it's that mustache, just and glorious. We need someone who really can rock some facial hair. I'm going with Sam Elliott. Oh, 100 percent. I can I feel see like him in the hat. A little tall, but yeah, like he, we know he can do a cowboy. But have we ever seen him on the sea? I don't know. I'm willing to find out. I mean, he certainly has a face that looks like it's seen some seawater. A little bit of an ocean breeze. I mean, I, he's got the eyes. I can definitely see it. Um, which of course brings us now to our our count. We need someone who could cool. really convey. I mean, you know, we have so many people with the with stern brows. I think that's important. You know, do we want like a? You, you know what? Here's here's an idea. Uh, it's a little against what you'd expect, but what about Stanley Tucci? Oh, yeah. I could go for some some of the Tucci. I mean, we could always use a little bit of the Tucci. I know he's more of a pizza man these days, but, like, I think we could get him in the Chocula outfit. I mean, you th- you throw him in a nice, like, a nice hairpiece with that widow's peak. We know he's got the the forehead for it. Absolutely. And there's a regality to him that I think you need yeah. if you're going to be the Count. He's going he's gonna to say, gird your loins. Instead of loins, he'll say chocolate. Gird your chocolate. Gird your chocolate loins. I think that's going on the poster. Oh, you will believe a man can <laughs> gird his chocolate. Oh, I love this. I really do. Uh, I, think, I, am, uh, I am. I am on board. Okay. What, uh, I think, are, I think Tucci you... might be the most important part of this complete project. <laughs> um, Bobby, why don't we? Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them again where they can find you and. Plug anything you want to plug. Absolutely. If you enjoy my buffoonery, my home turf is the Grind Bin podcast, which uh, your man Michael Tanner has been on many, many times and will be many, many more. He's part of the Grind Bin family. Uh, we're at GrindPod on Twitter. Uh, come check us out if you like uh, Grindhouse movies and exploitation films. And uh, to, uh, But yeah, come check us out over there. Hey, Bobby, I got the money. This month's theme uh, is Versus, where we've brought on... Jake Yanunza. Did I get the name right? I've been practicing. Inzunza. In Inzunza. Oh, my God. I've been practicing it wrong. <laughs> Jake Inunza. Oh, say it again for me, sir. Inzunza. Inzunza. Jake Inzunza. There you go. I'm going to just isolate that and just insert it every every time I need to say it. <laughs> the audio now, of Inzunza. <laughs> now, Jake, it has been a long time because I believe you were on our pilot episode for Burn After Pitching. Oh which, my goodness! Yeah, which we recorded in person, which is wild. Because um, since we've been <laughs> recording remotely for the last year, it seems weird to even think about recording in person again. But maybe someday. So, Jake, we have tasked you with pitching 
a new versus movie because we all know about the big one that just came out kong versus godzilla haven't seen it no spoilers but the versus movie is is a proud tradition illy kid versus dracula godzilla versus mecha godzilla other versus movies but jake (laughs) tell us tell our listeners what versus movie do you want to see Michael, I I've been thinking a lot about this um, since you you sort of pitched this pitch the pitch, and um, you know we're it's it's 2021, we we live in a post uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe world, uh, well post and also present at the same time, and there's I mean they're branching out to Disney Plus, so we we have to look at um, Kong you know, versus Godzilla and also see the other characters that the other monsters that show up, especially in the cinematic universe of those, of those, uh, of those monsters and such with like, you know, Ghidorah and Mothra and such. So I, I, I'm thinking that the only way to really to do this, to move the versus genre forward is to open it up to more people. Now, how would you do that? So you've got these really big popcorn flicks like uh, Godzilla versus Kong and, and you know, obviously Alien versus Predator, uh, all these like, you know, like really, really big Freddy versus Jason. So many other. Those are the other movies, the other versus movies. Um, but there's also people who get really, I don't know, like burnt out of superhero films. And I hear it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Like I, I, I I don't even, I don't want to read the comics. I don't know what's going on. So I, I think the, the answer is for America, the answer is to, to, to have something that's open to everybody. And there's really only one actor where that makes sense. He's actually, I think really probably one of the best actors of our time. And also, there's not a single person who can really be mad at him. And I'm talking about Tom Hanks. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, so my proposal is just like the, the, you know, Kong versus Godzilla, but we, we would include more of like a Avengers Marvel cinematic spin to it. So where the only person we can really trust with a big project like this is Tom Hanks. So picture this. You have every single Tom Hanks character from every film that he has ever been in versus each other. Now, it's not like a giant free for all. There are teams. People like work together. But just, you know, take a take a moment and think you've got Robert Langdon from The Da Vinci Code versus Joe from Joe versus the Volcano. Joe There's, Joe Banks from Joe yeah, Joe Banks from Joe versus the Volcano. You've got Josh from Big uh versus Woody from Toy Story. There's a whole dynamic of of Josh, you know, as he as he goes back to the child Josh, no longer Tom Hanks Josh, and then he gets a job later on. And he starts making toys and he made Woody. I mean, this is like, that's like their, their Captain America sort of a thing. Um, Scott Turner from Turner and Hooch versus Sam Baldwin sleeping, sleepless in Seattle. He's moved out of his, uh, his houseboat and he's really, really down on his luck and he gets into a lot of organized crime in Seattle, the, the mean streets of Seattle. And then Scott Turner and his trusty partner, Hooch, the dog, have to hunt him down you've got all these characters that we can really only 
trust. And clearly, I mean, like Tom Hanks would play every single one of these characters. Uh, and he's the most bankable actor that, you know, could be in this entire series. And you can revolve it all around them and even continue it on. This isn't just a single versus movie. This is a, a pantheon. This is the Tom Hanks cinematic universe. This is, well, I, I, I could just see it like, uh, you know, you've got you've got uh, a whole like a big culmination, like a big team up event where you've got like say you know a league of their own Tom Hanks versus Mister Rogers Tom Hanks leading the pack, uh, and then they they title it like uh, something to be thankful for this Thanksgiving, and it pretty much writes itself. I see so, because another Tom Hanks movie, Cloud Atlas. You've got the all these branching storylines. Yeah, all it's all Hanks all the time. All Hanks I all love the time. The, the the Turner and Hooch crossover, mm-hmm. uh, Sleepless in Seattle, because you could you could do these branching storylines where we just kind of check in with each each character through the course of these films, and they weave in and out of each other's lives. And think of the money you save on casting, because you know Absolutely. Tom Hanks, you, you you hire him for a movie, you don't hire him for like the number of parts. So he's getting his like his base wage, and he's doing all the heavy lifting. Oh, like, yeah, how does he- that movie not make money? And there are so many things that tie in. I mean, Chuck from Castaway comes home and the Tom Hanks who ha- from the money pit, uh, is, has his house. And then they, then there's that whole tension and maybe they team up together. And, you know, there, it doesn't have to always be necessarily against each other. We know that Mothra helped Godzilla. So in the, in the, uh, the, the previous Godzilla King of the Monsters film. So, I mean, there's no reason why some of them couldn't team up together. A more wise Tom Hanks could team up with like a, a younger down and out, like a Jimmy Duggan from a league of their own. Mm-hmm. I could see Tom Hanks from the volunteers mm-hmm. with Tom Hanks from castaway and Tom Hanks from Joe versus volcano. Cause those three all have experience with tropical Island environments. That's a very good like point. Survival. Uh, so like they're, they're the team. If I'm betting on a Tom Hanks team mm-hmm. or Hanks for the memories or whatever the title is, um, I'm, I'm going with that team. I think that's the team that would pull it off. When you've got like a level of like, you know, like he could even show up almost like a Deadpool as Walt Disney from Saving Mr. Banks into other genres, other Disney genres as well. I mean, you you have a lot of flexibility with this cinematic universe. Um, we we wouldn't use um, Tom Hanks from Philadelphia, though. That would no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a little R.I.P. Yeah. Um or or saving private ryan cuz you know also. well i mean like we i yeah i mean that's a, that's probably not okay um but i mean lady killers uh road to perdition oh. uh mm-hmm. catch me if you can you've got a whole like um sort of like civil like a uh, uh um the second captain america film the winter soldier you know sort of like mystery sort of like espionage vibe from the catch me if you can tom hanks Ooh, yeah. yeah you could do uh, tom hanks from that thing you do he's he's a good planner absolutely he's a good organizer he kind of like gets the other hanks he's seen it yeah yeah he's seen it all yeah yeah he's seen it all i mean to form a band i i would assume that the you know we could even bring this to a point where there there is a little bit more i don't like like sci-fi into it beyond like cloud atlas you've got tom Tom hanks from splash you mean knows a mermaid um so there is there's there's a lot of like you know probably an opportunity for a for an animated series in that point um, but you know one one thing that the the movie's kind of missing is we don't really have a female lead. Oh wait, we do. Tom Hanks in Bosom Buddies. Oh yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's. I don't know why this 
these films haven't been made yet. Um, I mean, uh, like the the captain, you know, like I'm the captain now, Apollo thirteen. You know, I mean, there's there's just so much that's here. Even the circle. There's a a lot of wealth. Yeah. There's a lot of like rich material that can be dug up from Hanks's filmography. Absolutely. Kind of like okay, so you know how the new like um, uh, Space Jam is just like uh, Ready Player One, but Warner Brothers <laughs> properties and, and basketball centric, far less Bill Murray. Yeah, like Sadly. it's we could just do just it's kind of like that, like all the Hankses from all, the multiverse of Hanks. I think I think a through line could also be Forrest Gump and meeting all these Hankses. <gasps> oh, uh, there it is. He's yeah. our bookend. Yeah. He's the Nick Fury of this uh, cinematic universe. You want to join the Hanks initiative? I I'm on board with the uh, the Hanks versus Hanks. I mean, Hanks it's not for a, the memories. What, is that what you called it? Hanks for the memories, or Hanks for the memories? Uh, uh, be something to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. Thankful for that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That we might even uh, recycle this bit for our next Thanksgiving holiday episode because we can just work it. We can just work it in. Like I think plan a new Thanksgiving tentpole movie. There's Hanks Hanks. I think I think you're pretty much um not uh, a good person if you don't like Tom Hanks and if you're not behind this. Yeah, he is um is absolutely uh by all accounts a wonderful person. And he is um, everybody. He's he's on his he's on his way to being everybody in I mean, he can portray so many different characters, and and he's he's credited with a lot of like you know amazing, wonderful performances that uh, you don't just go, oh, you know, I, I love Tom Hanks, like I love this film, I love that film. Oh yeah, Tom Hanks is in it. Has there has there been a character type that Hanks hasn't played? Hanks hasn't played. I, think I don't. The think... only thing I could think of is like a serial killer. I, I was going to Tom Hanks has played a serial killer. I was going to say a villain, but I know that the circle he is the villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, arguably, saving Mr. Banks. Um, right, right. Yeah. Um, and then even like Road to Perdition, he's not a good guy. No, but he's the protagonist. But he's still like he's not a good guy. I would also I would also throw out there that um, uh, what was it? Uh, Mazes and Monsters. Uh, while it is a TV movie. Uh, yeah, not 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 a good dude. I mean, mm. not a fan of him, you know, crapping all over Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah. uh, sometimes you just have to do it for a paycheck, right? Yeah, I mean, he needed to he needed to put foot on the table. He was a yeah. young young guy. Yeah, Did I, that that he was uh, the alcoholic uncle on Family Ties. We worked that character in deep TV and film photography. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he hasn't played a serial killer. I think he's maybe the president. Has he ever played the president? No, he hasn't done the Harrison Ford um, yeah. thing yet. No, I mean he's of that age right now, so I mean it, it, it makes sense for him to be in there. Um, he's Have they still the, made that like mid-level adult comedy, like a kind of a Dave or you know like a, the American <laughs> President, like that that kind of film? If they still made those, he would have for sure played the president by now. Or, or that one with Jack Lemmon and um, oh, I'm forgetting the other actor's oh, name. Rockford. Um, yes, uh, the James um, yeah, James Gardner, the uh, all the uh, the uh, 
the the presidents or something like that. Yeah, uh, is it my fellow Americans? My fellow Americans, yeah, yeah. Where Dan Eckward's the evil president? Yes, or the evil dumb president, and then the vice yeah. president's actually spoiler the main villain, and uh, has one of my my favorite jokes that I actually stole and use um, to you know whenever I talk to people and it comes up naturally uh, is the. Um, like you think I'm an idiot, but it was all a big facade. And I love that <laughs> line so much. It's fucking fantastic. Ah, uh, that's great. That reminds me. Like I had a friend who, like in conversation, like said facade, and we were all just like, "What?" It's like facade, you know, like a false front. And we're like, "Yeah, facade." Mm. And you know, we were 16 or whatever at the time, so we were not kind about it. Um, so he's like, I just, I've, I've never heard it spoken. I only read it. And we're like, you dummy, you mispronounced a word. <laughs> yeah. So facade is, a uh, is, is near and dear to my heart as well. I'm glad. That's a good word. I, I always use from that movie. I always use that, uh, um, the joke they do about how each president comes up with their own lyrics for hail to the chief. Yeah. Um, that's a good like, one. Hail too. to the chief. He's the one we all say hail to. But I forget, like, James Garner's version, I think, because he's supposed to be kind of a Bill Clinton kind of sexy president, I guess. His is, like, <laughs> a dirty version. <laughs> remember Jack Lemmon says, hail to the chief. He's the one we all say hail to. I remember uh, when I when I saw that, I was, I, was um, I, I actually watched it after Maverick, and I had a hard time separating James Garner from Maverick and that. But I was also I, a, a young, and, 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 you know, I just didn't get it. I'd argue you shouldn't separate the two. No. Maverick as as the president, sure, I'm on board. You know, I mean, with the exception of Mel Gibson, I mean that's a really fun movie. I mean, uh, Alfred Molina as one of the as one of the villains with the Derringer, mm-hmm. uh, loved it. I loved it. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Jeez. Weird, like Lethal Weapon, like in joke. Danny Glover shows up for one scene. I don't remember that. Holy crap. I have to go back and watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, uh, uh, Danny Glover is a bank robber. Um, oh, and wow. at one point, him and Maverick are like ducking for cover behind a table and they, they like look at each other. Uh, and I can't remember if they say something, but the, the music sting for the joke is the lethal weapon theme. Okay. Um, and if memory serves, Maverick was directed by the. Uh, director of the Lethal Weapon movies, or the, at least the first two. It's a shame we didn't get a sequel to Maverick and get Joe Pesci. Ah, that then. I feel like Joe Pesci in the Maverick universe would have been great. Uh, <laughs> this is not about Joe Pesci. This is about Tom Hanks. This is about Tom Hanks. All right. So, Jake, you have pitched us the the Hankverse, the Tom Hanksverse, mm-hmm. uh, and all Tom Hanks cinematic characters in one um, epic motion cinematic universe. Exactly. All right. Well, listeners, I hope you have enjoyed this bonus episode bit here with Jake. I'm inserting the clip of me pronouncing his name correctly. In Zunza. And I want to thank Jake for being on. Um, You are certainly welcome on any time, but I know our normal recording schedule uh, conflicts with your your, uh, RPG schedule. God damn it. (laughs) So we'll have you back on one of these special bonuses again someday. So again, this is Burn After Pitching. Please follow us on Twitter at Burn and just search Burn After Pitching at Twitter. You guys know how the internet works. All right. And here's our outro music. <laughs>